You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. You know, I didn't even realize that it was Friday today, although that's when we're recording this, meaning today's Saturday. And for those of you who are not subscribed to us on Telegram, today's Monday. The days have just flown this past week, haven't they? They have, yeah. I don't know where time keeps going. It, it, it seems like we just started doing this here the other day, <laughs> and here we are. It's been two years, going on three. Yeah, you, you know the one that we actually we, we re-ran just the other day? We did that almost two months ago. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. We're we're up to like uh we're over 800 now and we're slowly like we'll be at 1000 before you know it. And it's just it, it's insane. It, it is insane. We've come a long way and we've uh we've really changed a lot of things since we first started. I mean, if you go back and you listen to some of our earlier stuff, we really changed. But the world mm-hmm. changed. So we had to change. This was supposed to be about bettering yourself and and it still is, but it was supposed to be about bettering yourself and and lifting yourself up and therefore you can lift up your community and, and everyone else around you and therefore everybody rises, right? Rising tides raise all ships. That's what the mm-hmm. idea was. We used to key on stuff all the time like situational awareness and personal security and home security and, and things like that. And you know what? I would like to go back and do some of that stuff again because that's always good stuff to, to brush up on. Uh, but we uh, we just kind of, man, we got hit with a curveball uh, when when this, uh, this whole COVID thing came along. And you know, I, I was under the impression that something like that was bound to happen at some point. I just didn't exactly know what it was going to be. And we knew that social credit was coming, but we didn't know how. Uh, we, we just kind of, we, we were sitting there scratching our heads and scratching our heads. We thought, okay, you have to be able to do something large enough in order to get everybody on board to accept it. It has to be accepted by everybody. It doesn't work if not everybody accepts it. It's like, it's like communism. Communism doesn't work unless everybody accepts it. And then when everybody does accept it, well, then everybody pretty much starves to death because yeah. you just can't have all, all this, this crackpot theory stuff like this utopian garbage like, uh, like, like Klaus Schwab theorizes about in his, his economic theories. Centralization and vertical integration of economies don't work. They never have. They've never worked. Case in point, I'll give you an example. Cuba, okay? Cuba, communist Cuba. For the longest time, they didn't have any pretty much uh, trading or or stuff with the outside world at all, with the exception of maybe other uh, communist countries, like, for example, the Soviet Union. But the Soviet Union really didn't even have the ability to ship them all kinds of goods that they made because the world was different. You couldn't just you know, you couldn't really get things from one place to the other. Hell, the, the Russians, I mean, <laughs> a lot of times I, I've been on some of the old Russian, uh, excuse me, some of the old Soviet uh, era uh, airplanes. And believe me, uh, I would not have wanted to be a passenger on any of those because you'd be lucky if the seat didn't kill you. <laughs> you sat down in it. Well, then the plane ride probably would have. So, I mean, I 
I just, yeah, they couldn't make a decent car. Well, of course, now we can't either. But uh, I don't think any of their cars, except for the inter-party members, I don't think any of their cars actually ran. Uh, the Zill, just look up the Zill if you don't believe me. But uh, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. The The communist nation of Cuba, the island communist nation of Cuba, they didn't even know for the longest time that toilet seats even existed. You might laugh at that. We take that kind of stuff here for granted, right? Because I don't think anybody in any uh, free and democratic societies, I mean, I don't think any of us have ever grown up without something just as common as that. The people of Cuba didn't even know that that existed until they finally lifted the embargoes and they were able to import things because the centralized, vertically integrated economy didn't think that that type of thing was even important, so it was never paid attention to. And so you had entire generations of people growing up not even knowing that it existed. That is my point. That goes for everything. That goes for everything. It's not just that. I'm just using that as an example. That goes for everything. It goes for shoes, even. I mean, that was one of the biggest things. I, I, I read about that in uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. And it was all about the people's paradise, right? In the Soviet Union, all people's paradise, yeah. And Solzhenitsyn's like, what, paradise? What, what in the hell are you talking about, paradise? We can't even get pants. We can't get shoes. There's one salami hanging in the store. What are you talking about, paradise? That's where we're headed. That right there, that's a paradise, apparently. That, that's a paradise. To people like Schwab, that's a paradise. That's a vertically integrated economy, which is what they want to do. We're already going down that direction here in the States. At this point, it pretty much is at this point. Look at, uh, as an example, we've talked about it before, AMC, GameStop, you know, those kind of things. If you, the individual, try to jump on board into the, the market and want to trade in stocks and you start making some headway and you're making some businesses go under or take a hit, like these big hedge funds, they shut you down. It's controlled. You want to try to, you want to produce a product that competes with some of the big corporations out there? Can't do it. You either have to get past the regulations, which is going to cost you an arm and a leg financially, or the business will just come in and buy you up. Or they'll pass legislation to make it more difficult for you to operate. This is the kind of problem we ran into with uh, the establishment of the Sherman Antitrust Act. We have anti-monopoly laws on the books. We do. We have them on the books for that reason. That particular piece of legislation, Sherman Antitrust, that was to stop companies from becoming so large that they actually, they arrest development in this respect because of what you just said is exactly that. They'll come in and they'll say, okay, uh, yeah, you got a nice uh, product there. Um, yeah, it uh, says here you're uh, you're about to go public and you're only going to be, oh, I don't know, a couple hundred million worth. Uh, we'll give you $1.2 billion. And the people say, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll cash out. That's a pretty good deal for anybody that's spent, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years building a product. And then they're offered $200 million to go public. But then all of a sudden, a major conglomerate comes along and says, we'll give you $1.5 billion to buy you out. Okay. They'll run it through their board of directors or their would-be shareholders, and they'll all say, hey, yeah, we'll take it, and they'll walk away. WhatsApp, Instagram, that's what it was. They had a good product. WhatsApp, they had a good product. And then all of a sudden, Facebook comes along and says, we'll offer you three times the amount per share than what's, uh, what's offered now. We'll buy you out completely. And they did. And look at WhatsApp now. WhatsApp is touted as this, this wonderful, uh, secure, encrypted, uh, into it. Give me, with Facebook at the helm, are you serious? Are you serious? They say the same thing about uh, TikTok. That's owned lock, stock, and two smoking barrels by the Chinese Communist Party. That's secure? Instagram. Do you know if you post something to Instagram, you don't own that any longer? Again, that's Facebook. Instagram had a nice idea, but... 
Facebook, again, saw that nice idea and said, okay, we'll buy you up. That is a monopoly by any definition. Whether you're the only game in town or you're the game that buys up all the other games, what makes the difference? It's the same thing with Amazon. Rather, you're the only game in town. Amazon stays in business by selling their products for pennies above cost. That's how they're able to dominate and shut down all the other markets. That's how they're able to do that. Now, I'm not bashing somebody for coming up with an idea. Jeff Bezos worked hard to build his company. I'm not bashing him for that. I'm bashing him because now he's at a point where uh, he's starting to play God. That's a little bit of a problem. The man needs an ego check. And quite frankly, the company's become, it's become an entity. It's like Google. Google has become an entity. It's no longer just a company. Google became so big, it had to make a parent company for itself. And now they're involved with all this other stuff. They're involved with education. They're involved with, with social programs. They're involved with government. They're involved with social networking. They're involved in your communications in your video conferences, in your business. They're involved in your banking. They're involved with the Wuhan lab. And this is, a, this is not a problem. You're going to sit there and you're going to seriously tell me that that's free market. That's what you're going to tell me. The, the other issue with all of this, when you, when you have a free market, you have to have ethics involved. This isn't ethical in any way, what we're seeing. Ethics is no longer a, a, a concern Okay. Uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right on the on that front. Yeah, ethics, e ethics, and morality need to be involved. And well, we're well past all of that these days, aren't we? We can't even get the sexiest man alive to tell us the truth about anything. I mean, how far have we fallen when you can't even get the sexiest man alive? To, and when I say the sexiest, I'm talking about the saint, Dr. Anthony Fauci. According to the Guardian, he is the sexiest man alive. Actually, you know what? Mike sent me a or sent me a photo yesterday. Someone actually has a cardboard cutout. I showed it to you. Someone actually has a cardboard cutout of Fauci in a lab coat, smiling, standing at the end of their driveway. Who in their right mind would willfully put up a piece of garbage like that? I really don't have a whole lot today. Of course, I always say that. Um, Millie. Let's 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 talk about some Millie. Talk about some of General Millie. All right. He has defended his uh, calls to China uh, behind Trump's back as perfectly acceptable. He's defended that as perfectly acceptable. You're defending high treason, sir. That is uh, you know what? I got to admit the general here has a set on him. Uh, that is something you're defending high treason. Not only the, the thing is, though, I think he believes he can get away with it because the left, the Trump derangement syndrome is in power right now. They're the ones that have control of the White House and the Senate and the State Department and all of them, right? They're the ones that are basically running the show. So he's using that. He, he's playing on that. The, the real, I don't know, issue that should be looked at here or, or paid attention to is the fact that you had the general uh, who is over basically the entirety of our military. He's directly under the State Department, or um, not State Department, uh, the Secretary of Defense, right? He's like directly under him. Is that how the 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 lineup works? Okay, so he is. Yeah, he he's actually. Well, there there is that, but he's also the guy that advises the the president. Uh, it, yeah. Any and any all stuff that comes through it, it goes through him, and he has the direct line to whoever the commander in chief is. So you could probably blame Afghanistan on him as well. Yeah, he if you're if you're of any of these, yeah, and to that point, if you're any of these underlings, they have to go to him. If if anything in with any of these like State Department bureaucracies, DOD, all that stuff, every Everything goes through Millie. Millie then goes to, you know, or it goes to the Joint Chiefs, obviously it goes, and then it goes to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, which is Millie, and then it goes to the president. That's, that's how it works. So the problem I have with all of this, other than the fact that you just uh, committed what, what appears to be the information that we currently have, uh, 
what's been told to us. You told the Chinese uh, military that the head of the Chinese, the PLA, um, you told him that if ever we decided to launch an attack on China, he would be the first to know. That's basically saying, I'm going to tell you the inner workings of what's going on here. If he's willing to tell that information, what else is he telling? But that's a side, that's a side note. The real concern, the real issue that, that should be pointed out is the fact that he is directly under the president. He is supposed to follow the orders of the president. If the president said, we're going to attack this, he has approval of Congress, because obviously you would have to have approval to engage in a war, uh, an, an aggressive war, whereas if you're defending, it's it, the, the president has the power to defend. Um, but if he were to launch an attack, had approval of Congress, and then the general say, no, I'm going to tell this country that we're about to attack them and then tell my subordinates to not follow the, those orders, that's treason. That's high treason. That's literally the definition of treason. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. He, that's, that's exactly what he was saying he would do, um, with Pelosi. He was telling her that that's exactly what, what the information we're being told. He said he was going to do with China. So he just said he was going to commit high treason and committed high treason by, uh, sharing the information that he did. Uh huh. Not to mention the fact that it, 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 it messed up any kind of uh, deals or trade deals or any of those kind of things that 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 could have went on before he was replaced. Well, apparently Millie yeah, told the these. I mean, yeah, uh, apparently Millie told the uh, Associated Press, uh, and I'm going to quote some of the uh, some of his his stuff here. He says that uh, calls like the one to General Lee, that would be the head of the People's Liberation Army, the one he had the call with in October of 2020, and again in January 2021. That one, he says, apparently these calls are routine. That's a quote, routine. And were executed to reassure both allies and adversaries, in this case, in order to ensure strategic stability. Okay, so if the phone call turned out to be, um, all it was is he called up and said, look, don't be concerned about January 6th. Um, you know, it, it, everything's fine. It's the democracy. Sometimes it can be messy. If that was all it was. And it was a sanctioned okay. call. It was a sanctioned call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that's, if it was that's a, not if much it was a different. legit call. If it was a legit call and and it was all authorized and was all recorded yeah. and everything and all the transcripts were there. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's that's not much different than what Michael Flynn did. That is literally what he did with Russia. Russia was about to uh, have a big tizzy and they were uh, threatening to do some actions. And uh, he's like, "Well, just take a step back." It's a new administration. Let's see what these guys are going to do first before you do anything rash. And, you know, just just go from there. And that's all the call was about. Of course, he got obviously he got in trouble because he was colluding with Russia and he got thrown under the bus because of that whole situation. But nonetheless, when you look at the transcripts, that's all it was. So if we get the transcripts on this one and that's all this ends up being, OK, this was all blown out of proportion to sell books. That, that's all it was for. But if they release the transcripts and it's nothing but redacted information. And what little bit we do have there is he was committing treason. Well, there's only one punishment listed in the Constitution for treason. So I, at that point, I would say he needs to see his day in court and defend himself. Mm -hmm. And he said exactly that. He says, I think it's best that I reserve my comments on the record until I do that in front of lawmakers who have the lawful responsibility to oversee the U.S. military. I'll go into any level of detail Congress wants to go into in a couple of weeks. Uh I mean, that's great. But like I said, 
who runs Congress, who runs the White House. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let, let me ask you, Bruce. This is a this is a serious question. Do you think Republicans or excuse me, let me, let me put it this way, because uh, I, I don't want to play the Republican Democrat side. I, I hate that stuff. Sure. Do you think conservatives and I'm not talking about your mainline GOP Republican establishment supporting person. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about true conservatives. Do you think that they're snowflakes? Do you think that when I, I'm, I mean, I'll include myself in that. Uh, and I'm, I'm more of an independent conservative kind of, you know, down that line because I like to see all sides. But do you think we're snowflakes? Are we snowflakes? Um, no, I, I, I can't see. I mean, some of them probably. I could say some people are snowflakes. Sure. They're, they're a bit... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little a squeamish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little squeamish. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Get it. But uh, as a whole, nah, I, I can't. I can't see it. I, it that that same group is the ones that are working their asses off in jobs. You know, th those are the small business types. Those are the uh, uh, conservatives in the sense of they conservationists, hunters, fishers. You know, the outdoorsy, campy type. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's. You see a lot of that in the conservative groups, and yeah. uh, those people tend to have lots of guns and know how to take a punch or two. So, uh -huh. no, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. There's no so flakes. if if we're sitting here and we're looking at a situation like this, this whole thing with Millie, and this this goes to a larger point. If we're looking at this whole situation like like Millie, and we're we're upset because he talks about uh, what was that that thing that he said, uh, white rage and critical race theory. And uh, he openly talks about Marxism. And you know something? I I was I had I went back yesterday after we played that clip. I went back and I listened to it. Do you know where he said that history is not a good way to predict the future? That's not a good way to judge yeah. the future. History. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That very line. That very line. And I I should have caught it. That very line. I caught it right after we finished. That very line is Marxism. That very line is Marxism because understand something. Under Marxism, there is no history. All history ends. History is a mistake. Everything you did before was a mistake. You have no history going forward, like the removal of our monuments. So we're sitting here and we're, we're talking about him saying, oh, well, yeah, I, I read a book on critical race theory and, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I know about Marxism. I would expect him to know about Marxism. I would expect anybody in yeah. a high ranking military position to know about Marxism. I don't expect them to endorse it. I don't expect them to push it onto our military as a way of thinking. I expect them to understand it, teach it, and mount a resistance against it because it is not compatible with how we live. That's what I expect. But he's up there literally giving you Mar yeah, he's up there literally giving you Marxism saying the things that he's saying, trying to defend communist China, saying that history is not a good judge, a way, good way to judge the future. Are you insane? Yeah, if you're living in a Marxist ideological state, then of course history is not a good way to judge the future because there is no history. So it makes sense. If you're a Marxist, it makes perfect sense to say something like that, doesn't it? So apparently, apparently by my reaction to, to what I just said, apparently by my reaction to everything that I just explained, apparently that makes me a snowflake. Can you believe that? Mm -hmm. That makes me a snowflake. Apparently I'm, I'm melting down because I'm, I'm a snowflake. That's not me saying that. That's Joe Scarborough at MSNBC saying that. You know something? If this is the kind of stuff that I'm about to play, if this is the kind of stuff that the left hears all day, every day, it's no wonder they're basket cases. It's no wonder they're insane. They can't think for themselves. If this is really what they hear, like this is some kind of a, they try to make it look like it's a legitimate dialogue between people. It's not. It's not. All of what you're about to hear out of Scarborough is CCP talking points. That's it. 
Listen to this. Yeah. When you can talk about what, when Nixon was president, there were assurances going from from that administration to leaders across the world. Everything's fine. Uh, this is yeah. And so after January the sixth, Eddie. This is something that had to be done, mm-hmm. something that, you know, uh, and, and I would want my generals. I would want others, would you? Uh, whether it was Donald Trump or Richard Nixon or Woodrow Wilson to say everything's fine. And this is what I love. The, the, these people are accusing him of treason for calling up the Chinese and saying, hey, everything's fine. This is democracy. It's messy. Don't take advantage of us. You don't no. want to try to take advantage of us at this moment. That's if you do. That's not what he said. You'll feel sorry. And you're not going to have the excuse to say, oh, they were about to attack us. Because I'm here to tell you we're not going to attack you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want a general. That's what America wants their generals yeah, to do. That's, Why yeah, don't that's we just want. admit it? There's their little snowflakes that melted when General Milley went to the Hill and actually said he read a book on critical race thinking. And they just melted. Mm. These little snowflakes that are so delicate, they're so pure, they're so natural. And their mothers told them and their fathers told them, every one of you, every one of you is separate and different. There's no one snowflake like another. And yet all of these snowflakes on the Republican side, they're, they're alike in one way. They're all melting because General Milley said the words critical uh-huh. race theory and said, uh-huh. yeah, I've read about it. I didn't know that. I've read about Marxism. I've read about And they, they, they still they're still in a freak out mode. And here this guy takes steps to defend America, to let China know that we're just fine. Don't take advantage of this situation. Mm. And now they're they're saying he's treasonous. So that helps me, Joe, because I was tr- I was baffled, right? Oh, it's, it's a critical I, I, race theory. They I can't get past it. That's how the, that's what they're running on next year. This is a, like once he did that, he stepped from their tribe to another tribe, uh, and the snowflakes. It's all separate, mind you. All started melting. See, you see, Bruce, he was defending America by making that phone call. He was defending. <laughs> Is that what you call it? That's, that's what he America. calls it. He was defending mm-hmm. America by making that phone call. Uh-huh. See, that's what he wants generals to do. That's what that's what America wants generals to do. <laughs> no, uh, well, uh, I can't speak for the rest of Americans, but what I expect my generals to do, I expect them to be trained for war, so that when we do have to go to war for whatever reason, they crush our enemies. With awe-inspiring force, so that the other enemies that might uh, do us harm, they crap bricks. That's what I want our generals to do. Not this critical race theory nonsense, going after troops and, and searching out any kind of extremist or whatever the hell they were doing instead of prepping for the pullout in Afghanistan. Uh, I, no, no. Um, talking about snowflakes... For, for bringing up a, a situation that is treasonous. He was violating... The White House did not know what they were doing. Uh, hello, that is a breach. The White House has to know what the generals are doing because that's the commander-in-chief. He's supposed to know all of that, and they were doing it behind his back. That That is a huge problem. But, I mean, it, no big deal, right? Uh, the, the, the rest of... Uh, the rest of the government was doing that at the same time. Look at what the State Department was doing at the time. Look at what the FBI was doing, the CIA. They were all 
uh, going after Trump or his administration, pulling out records, um, unmasking people without the proper procedures, lying about uh, the the what was it? Nineteen times the FBI lied about the warrants. Basically, they wanted in the um, seventeen. Seventeen in the, 17. Yeah, in the courts. Yeah, took the, what, what, they took uh, I'm the Steele dossier. What they took the it to the. Uh, the FISA courts. FISA, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, they were taking it to that court and failed 17 times and then lied about the information. They twisted it each mm -hmm. time until yeah. they finally got it. Do you know what I hear? I hear a conservative snowflake that is melting down. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear. <laughs> the nerve of that guy. Can you believe that? Yeah. Like, that's uh, like, I, I know Scarborough's bad, but uh, okay, you know what? I still want to know about the dead intern in Joe's office. I still want to know about that. That's what I want to know. How do you end up with a with a with an intern with her head bashed in in your office and you get to walk clean on that one, son? Uh uh. No, there's something yeah. wrong there. There's something wrong there. And the other the the other question I have in all of this for him is, um, what right do you think you have calling your viewers, uh, or your potential viewers? Because let's be honest, nobody watches that show. I was gonna say that's uh, like literally that's the morning show. That's that's Joe and uh, Morning Joe. That's Joe and Mika. Uh, you yeah. know her. Her father's the one that wrote, I, I talk about her dad. He's the one that wrote uh, The Grand Chessboard, Between the Two Ages, America's Role in the Tectronic Era, all that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zbigniew Brzezinski was the uh, National Security Advisor under Jimmy Carter, also worked for Obama. Yeah. Yeah. What What gives him the right to go after other Americans like that on a national platform and cause the division that he's causing? He's part of the problem that you're, he's, he's, uh, claiming tribalism there and they're separating into their own tribes you yourself with what you're bringing out and and claiming one side is a snowflake when the other you're just perpetrating it you're you're increasing that so um okay i tell you what um because we're trying to keep within our our usual time period here um let's because uh, we could sit here and we could talk about that millie stuff from now until the end of the podcast i don't want to do it there's a rally coming up tomorrow, which for those listening would be today. And for those that are listening on Monday, this would have been two days ago. There's a rally coming up to, I guess, uh, support the people that are in jail unjustly because of January 6th or something. And yeah. uh, they're saying that uh, they want uh, McConnell fired uh, and some other stuff. I, I, I don't I don't really know this. I, first, first of all, I just like to say this smells bad. This whole thing just stinks to high heaven, just like any other. Do you remember? Do you remember they tried to do this at? Oh, we're, we need to do a January sixth thing at all fifty state capitals. That failed on its face. Mm -hmm. That was a setup too. Mm -hmm. This whole thing just—it's it, bad. What happened to dude that was sitting out in front of the Library of Congress a couple of weeks ago with that toolbox on the back of his pickup full of ammonium nitrate and a few boxes of pennies? Yeah. What happened to that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that narrative kind of collapsed uh, uh, died the, as well wh while that was happening the number one trend on twitter was false flag people know people know even on the the, the largely uh <laughs> echo chamber of the uh the establishment twitter even people on there know what's happening yeah uh same thing with this as far as i know they're expecting about 750 people uh, to show up to this rally. Uh, nonetheless, they've rolled out the razor wire and fences and whatnot to yeah, uh, uh, fences. erect barricades. Yeah. Um, I personally think this is a setup. I know no one that is interested in going into this. No, I don't know anybody. And, and of the major podcasts and everything, uh, they're all saying, don't go to this. This is a setup. 
So uh, that that's my uh, summarization of this as well. It's a setup. Um, we've seen what happened on a uh, really it was kind of a spur of the moment, if you will, with the the situation with January 6th and how you had a handful of people basically break into the building. There were some that broke into the building, mm-hmm. but those people, ironically, we haven't seen charges for. No. The people that were actually breaking in. We we see the charges for the people that were walking around, carrying the podium, or sitting in... in having Lego uh, sets. Having yeah. net gators and tourniquets. <laughs> there, there was a couple there that were legitimately causing problems, but, but yeah, for the most part, I'm not seeing... It's almost like the Gretchen Whitmer thing, you know, when she was a um, uh, the the kidnapping threat happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, thirteen of those sixteen being... were fat. Thirteen out of sixteen yeah. of them. Well, a little bit more than that. It was, um, I think, it was seventeen altogether. Really, uh, people that were the bad guys in this, the terrorists. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But there was fourteen feds that were involved. So there was. 17 of them and 14 feds. And do you know when the transcripts uh, of the text messages and phone calls came out? Take a wild guess who it was that was talking about shooting up the place, blowing up the place, uh, killing people. Who do you think it was that was recommending or pushing that idea forward? Do you think it was the uh, quote unquote domestic terrorists or was it the uh, feds? Well, obviously, the answer is clear. It was the domestic terrorists. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, yeah, no, actually, the entirety of it, including the kidnapping, was the Fed's idea. They, they were the ones that were posing the ideas in the text messages and pushing for that. Um, whereas the guys were like, literally, in the text messages, the Feds were saying, maybe we could shoot them up, you know, like not shoot anybody, but just shoot up the, the building. And they're like, eh, we don't want to do that. And they're like, well, what about a pipe bomb? And they're like, eh, not really interested in the pipe bomb. And they're like, well, we could... Uh, uh, I forget what the other thing they suggested. And they were like, eh, we were not, not really. And then they were like, you know, maybe if we I, could kidnap somebody. And they're kind of like, eh, if I didn't, if uh, I didn't maybe. know better, if I didn't know better, I'd say that sounds like entrapment. <laughs> if I didn't know better. They're actually barring the quote unquote domestic terrorists from having access to those records, the text messages and the phone calls. They will not allow them to use those in their defense because of that exact reason. This entire thing is entrapment. And it makes me wonder exactly what did you have on old dude that was going to blow up the uh, uh, the Library of Congress? And what happened to the other mm-hmm. four, the four other mm-hmm. guys that he had with him, supposedly? He, he openly said, uh, if you take me out, there's four others. We'll take out two city blocks. What happened to the other four? Yeah. Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors. All of it. This is like what they uh, <laughs> this is like what they tried to cook up in Germany in the in the very first days of the lockdown. Oh, somebody uh, drove a car into Merkel's office. <laughs> somebody drove a car into the into the chancellor's office, but it was abandoned. We don't know who it was. You dumbasses used the same car seven years ago. You didn't even bother to change the paint on it. <laughs> it was the mm-hmm. same exact car. Same car, had, same spray paint, same, same everything. Same spray paint, same trailer hitch on the back of it. You didn't even bother to change it. Mm-hmm. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. You got to do better. You got to do better. If you're going to pull off something convincing, you got to do better than that. Right, where, where do they pick these people up at? There has got to be a disconnect within the establishment that is unlike anything I've ever seen, because the level of sophistication when it comes to the social engineering and the propaganda of what people are being hit with is more sophisticated than anything I've ever uh, that I've ever seen or read about. I've never seen anything like this. 
And when I say I've never seen anything like it, I'm seeing people driving around again in cars alone with their windows rolled up wearing a mask. I'm seeing it again. That was gone, but all of a sudden it's back. I'm seeing people walk around outside alone down a street with a mask on two days ago. So <laughs> that's like I, I do my best not to laugh at these people. I mean, I do look at them and I shake my head and I just move on. But I see that happening to people like that is a sophisticated level of propaganda. If you can convince somebody of that, that is a sophisticated level of propaganda. If you can do that, then that's pretty damn good. You, you've got one hell of a skill on your hands being able to convince people of that. But you can't even pull off a decent false flag and make it look legitimate. Like there, there is a disconnect there. Do you see what I'm talking about? There is a, a serious disconnect there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the the idea I was watching a, another podcast yesterday, uh, someone else's, and they brought forth the idea that um, our federal government and our federal agencies aren't as efficient as what they make you think they are. And they were using examples like the Gretchen Whitmer thing and um, the recent gymnast. Um, uh, I forget her. Uh, is it Michaela? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I heard about um, the gymnast thing today. I, since you were talking about, you mentioned it yesterday as we were leaving, and I thought, all right, I'll just look into it today. We can actually, the, again, we can get the Department of Justice to look into this and to start filing charges and doing investigations, but we can't get anybody to look at the Hunter Biden laptop thing. No, uh, we can't get anybody to look into this because uh, it, here's the thing: the FBI was made aware of this. I listened to a bit of her testimony. The FBI was made aware of what was going on. They didn't file a report on it until like 17 months later. And the report that they did file was uh, twisted and lied about what the the gymnast had originally said in her first testimony. They lied about it and twisted it, made it seem far less. Basically, they pushed it off and said this was a false flag. During that time period, there was something like 50 women that had been assaulted because the FBI didn't do anything during that 17 month period after she had reported it and the FBI didn't do anything. It wasn't just sexual assault. It was sexual assault on minors and the, the FBI didn't do anything. I mean, sexual assault's bad enough, right? You, you, don't get me wrong. I, I, I take sexual assault and rape. That, sure. That's on the on the same level sure. as murder. But then sure. when you're doing it to our minors, that's, even that, that's above that. That's like yeah. I mean, you get the chair, you get the injection at that point. In, in yeah. my opinion, you're, you're guilty of that. You're done. That's no it. Argument. Um, no argument. And he did it 50 times. <laughs> so this, this doctor and, and the FBI didn't do anything about it. And in fact, they're trying to sweep it under the rug still. So uh, that, that is our FBI. That sounds more it, it with, with the kind of CCP stuff that's going on that we're seeing other agencies do. Uh, it makes sense. I, there, there's good people in those organizations. Don't there get are. me wrong. I I, I, I I get it. But the efficiency of the overall program, I mean, same same thing with the TSA. There's good people in the TSA. Don't get yeah. me. I get it. Yeah. But their efficiency rating is a 90 percent failure rating. <laughs> Maybe even bad. higher. They haven't caught a single terrorist. Not one. They haven't caught a single one. Yeah. In 20 years of existence. They haven't caught a single terrorist. Yeah. So uh, that that to me, honestly, not even have they not caught a terrorist, but the, uh, test the, 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 you know, well, false flag runs that they do to try to see how well it's working. They can't even catch them. They fail. Yeah. So I watched a guy, uh, I watched a guy do that. Like it wasn't sanctioned or anything. It was just an average citizen. And he says, 
I'm gonna try and get a firearm and two knives through the TSA onto an airplane. And he got them. He got them through. Yeah. yeah. It was a guy it was a guy that forgot he had his handgun in his suitcase from when he was uh traveling from, you know, visiting a family member or whatever. He had his handgun in his suitcase, forgot when he was flying that it was still in the suitcase and got through to his location and then realized I went through the TSA and had a handgun and they didn't even they didn't stop me over it. So uh, he got through both times there and back without without getting caught. That once is bad enough. He got through twice. Yeah, he got through on the way back as well. And it was all accidental. Like, so, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We we gave up our freedoms. You you have to go to the airport two hours ahead of time now because of 9-11 and because of all of that. You, you wonder why I say the government's bad and K. This is this is one of the reasons. This is why. Because the government is so inefficient. It, 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 it kills people. Literally, it kills people. It gets people killed. It gets people raped. It gets people uh, assaulted. That that is the efficiency of the government. That's why I, I, I'm so much against the government. Uh, this is breaking. The FDA panel rejects 16 to 3 a plan to offer a third Pfizer COVID booster shot to adults over 16 in America. Interesting. That is because COVID passports are going into New York this week. They're going into New York this week and businesses are going to be fined $5,000 if they don't do it. So how are you going to play that? How on earth are you going to play that? You know, I, 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 talked to, I talked to somebody that got diagnosed with COVID today, but then they said, no, look, you like they diagnosed COVID. They got diagnosed with COVID without even being tested. <laughs> Imagine that they got diagnosed COVID without being, without even being tested. Then they went to another place and they did a rapid test and said, no, you don't have COVID. I don't know what the hell that doctor told you before, but you don't have COVID. The, the hospital gets a $14,000 kickback. Well, thereabouts is like 13.8 or something, 13.9, whatever it is. Nearly. I'm rounding 14, up. Yeah. $14,000. Yeah. They get, what was it like? Was it 30? 30 something thousand if they admitted you and they got almost 50 if you went to the ICU and got put on a ventilator. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was ridiculous. The amount of money they got. Yeah. That's just stupid. OK, so we're rejecting the third booster. The Europeans, the Europeans, the Europeans are saying right now their EMA is saying, you know what? There's not really much of a of a need for a third booster at the moment. Hell, there wasn't a need for the first two, you idiots. But they're, they're saying this there wasn't much of a need for a third one. So they're not going to go ahead with the third booster, at least not yet. So what, what are you going to do? The vaccine passports have eight slots. The vaccine cards in America have eight slots. What are you going to do? How are you going to play that? Are you going to hold them in place? I, I don't understand what their, their next play is going to be here. This is this is confusing to me now. And the FDA rejects it today, 16 to 3. They reject it 16 to 3. And, and Biden is meeting with high profile CEOs to try and pressure them to put vaccine mandates on their employees. All the contracts. I, I got friends of mine that are contractors that are telling me now they're probably going to have to quit their job because they've been lying to people up to this point. Saying yeah, because it's it's been the you know oh hey you got yours you know yeah yeah you got yours and they've just been kind of blowing them off saying yeah I, I yeah I got mine that's I'm good and they walk the other way well now you're going to have to show proof of it and they're not going to be able to unless you forge it right unless you do that which let's be honest that's what some of us are going to have to start doing if we want to operate if we want to uh, if we want to retain being able to function then we're going to have to start doing some things that we otherwise wouldn't do. I remember saying that when social when we were talking about social credit years ago 
on this podcast. I said, people like us, we will be outlaws in the coming system. The black market system is what we will have to operate in if we want to continue. That's what it'll have to be. And that goes with all the tech stuff, too. You want to operate in the tech world, you got to get out of the controlled tech world, but you can still stay in it. I've talked about and I've promoted crypto phones on here before. You need to learn about them. You need to figure out how to build your own. You need to get out of this system that they're keeping you enslaved in. You've got to get out of it. There are other options. You have to learn about them and you have to learn about them fast. You're running out of time. Speaking on uh, doing the passports and everything, they're also cracking down on... um, I'm seeing even more articles out of things like The Guardian, of all places, The Guardian, saying uh, Google is tracking. Obviously, we know Google tracks everything, but law enforcement is mining that information and getting it from Google and using it without warrants. They're writing another article on that again. We, We already talked about that multiple times, but The Guardian's now reporting on it as well. It's um with with the 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 crackdown on information there, we've got the crackdown with Twitter, we've got the vaccine stuff. It's all kind of collapsing in and pointing to that social credit system that we keep talking about. It's all pushing that direction. And you were saying, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with the COVID if they're not going to continue the jabs and continue the boosters and all that? Move to social um, credit. Uh, COVID twenty twenty one. Uh, I mean, they already did COVID-19. It was already released from a laboratory. We're seeing the data that's proving that. Um, we see all the the grants and all the, the paper trails that's pointing to it being mm-hmm. a, lab, a lab released. Who's to say they won't do it again? Oh, no, I fully believe that they will do something else again. And that's that's one of the things that we've kind of been talking offline about is when we've been looking at a lot of this research, if you've got somebody that takes one of these COVID non-vaccine vaccines, if you've got somebody that takes one of these things and they come in contact with another coronavirus, what happens? Immunopathology. Immunoresponse. Yeah, yep. that's what happens. So what should we do? What should we do? Should we, uh, should we shun the unvaccinated? Should we shun them? Should we segregate them? Is that what we should do? I mean, sure, why not? Why, 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 why don't we do that? Well, that, that sounds great. Let, let's let's do it and go. Let's just jump into this social credit system. Let's just go right, whole hog. Right. Let's do it. Well, if you get vaccinated, you're supposed to be protected, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. That's what they tell us. That's what they tell us. Yeah. You're supposed to be protected. But um, apparently now you need to protect the vaccinated, according to VP Kamala Harris. You need to protect the vaccinated. Hold on a minute. You're vaccinated, so you're supposed to be protected, but you still need to protect the vaccinated. Now, I'm not the one saying this. Congressman Jim. Yeah, it makes no sense. Congressman Jim Jordan from my state, 4th District. Listen to what he has to say for for yielding. He mentioned uh, double standard. That's all we've got from this administration relative to COVID is a double standard and a mixed message. I mean, double standard. I remember the the, the governor of California uh, going to a dinner with lobbyists and friends and family, no mask. The same time he was telling the folks he's he represents in his state that they couldn't have Thanksgiving with their family. I mean, talk about mixed message. But Dr. Fauci said no mask, then one mask, then two masks, then one mask, then no mask. Now back to one mask. I mean, they've been all over the place yesterday. Yesterday, the vice president, Vice President Harris. Let me just find it. Vice President Harris tweeted out this. Vice President Harris said, By vaccinating, increasing our testing and masking and protecting the vaccinated, we can end this pandemic, which sort of raises an obvious question. If the vaccine protects, why do the vaccinated need protecting? 
I think it's a pretty, pretty basic question. So they've been all over the place on Nick's messages. I think the gentleman's amendment from uh, the gentleman from California, his amendment is simply like, look, if you're going to mandate it for American citizens and if they don't get it, they may lose their job. Doesn't it make sense? For people who are coming into this country, particularly coming here illegally, that they should have to get it. Pretty common sense. I bet the folks I represent in the 4th District of Ohio would say, yeah, that makes kind of common sense to me. That's all this amendment says. But no, the Democrats say, no, we're going to mandate it for American citizens, but we're not going to mandate it for people who come to the country illegally. That makes no sense. There's not a person I represent, I would bet, in the 4th District of Ohio who would agree with their position. But that's mm-hmm. their position. And there's not anyone in the whole country who, who understands what the vice president is saying yesterday in this tweet. By vaccinating, increasing our testing and masking and protecting the vaccinated, we can end this pandemic. What? I don't get it. If the vaccine protects, why do the vaccinated need protecting? I don't get it. I do not get it. But again, that's that's the one thing consistent from the Biden administration relative to COVID is their inconsistency. I like that guy. I mean, he is pointing out the obvious. I mean, these are questions that we and a lot of others ask every day, but they're being said in the halls of Congress in the places that he is sitting where they need to be said. But does anyone listen? Does anyone listen to that? I would say no. We're listening to it, obviously. The people that listen to us and people that listen to other podcasts that play that, obviously they're hearing it. We understand it. We're asking the same questions ourselves. Why would you say something like that? Why would you say that the people that are vaccinated, they should already be protected. Well, then you have to protect them even more. No, 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 no. Doesn't make any sense. No, it, well, it does make sense. It, it does make sense. It, I mean, it doesn't make any sense on its face. It does make sense if you're looking to follow the 10 steps of genocide against another group, doesn't it? Makes perfect sense. Sure. We need to protect it, it, you against uh, these unvaccinated people that are keeping this going, which is what, uh, uh, chairman, uh, Biden said, that's <laughs> what chairman Biden said in his, uh, his speech the other day. And he's going to give another one, by the way. That's another one's coming in. What do you say? Like thirty days? Uh, which be, be like three weeks now? And it's going to be even more. That's why he's meeting with all business leaders now to make sure that they can get as much cooperation with the businesses, because it's not going to be the government that's going to do it. They're going to threaten your livelihoods. They're going to use the businesses and the corporations to leverage you out. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're doing now. They're doing it now in areas where they think they can get away with it, such as federal regulatory administrations like OSHA, and they're doing it with their contractors and everything else already that get government money. Wait till they do it against people that receive any kind of government benefit. Wait till they go there with it. I think that might even be part of the next speech. You get any kind of benefits, you get SSI, you get welfare, you get food stamps, you go to the VA. Well, you're going to have to have it. Uh, yeah, that's not going to go over well. Because if if that is indeed the next step, the next step after that is basically you're going to have to stop administering uh, like hospitals are going to have to stop treating anyone that doesn't have the vaccine. That'll, that'll have to well, be. Well, they want to go there the with future. that now. They want to do that now. You've yeah. got people, you got pundits in the media now that are saying, uh, if you don't have the vaccine, then you shouldn't receive any medical care. They've been saying that for a while. Yeah. Uh, so they'll have to go that direction. They'll also have to uh, do the Australian thing to where if you show any signs or symptoms or you've been traced and tracked to have come in contact with someone, you have to be um, removed from your home and taken to a quarantine site uh, uh, for, for two safety. weeks it's for your safety for your safety yeah and and mind you this is at gunpoint if you resist they will use force uh keep that in mind that i think will be the next step and honestly is it much 
further of a step from there for um, your, I mean, that, that, that is effectively an internment camp. And then from there, is it going to be any stretch of the imagination to say, well, we're going to have to start exiling those from our society that are unvaccinated or even executing them? Well, it's just so happens that you've already got, yeah, it's, it's all, it's, you've already got Don Lemon from CNN. He and Chris Cuomo, you know how they had like their little bro talk, you know how they do their little, their little thing there, you know, just between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had their little talk and, and Don Lemon says that we need to start shunning and, uh, and segregating unvaccinated Americans. Well, he did say, uh, what was it? uh, A few weeks ago, he says, oh, now it's time to say, don't have vaccine. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have vaccine. Can't get on an airplane. Don't have vaccine. Can't go to the supermarket. They're already saying it. And it's not just Don Lemon. You've got media people in other countries that are saying that, too. As hard as they're pushing in Australia, and everybody knows how hard they've been pushing down there, as hard as they're pushing in Australia, they have not cut off people's access to food yet, because that right there, I think that's going to be their ace in the hole. That's going to be the one that will trigger. That will trigger civil unrest, and they will lose. They will lose at that point. So you notice they're not doing that. They're not doing it in France either. They're not doing it in Switzerland. I can't, I cannot believe, I still, I'm in astonishment that you dumbasses are doing this to the Swiss people. You people must really have a death wish. You're holed up down there. That's your safe haven. I'm doing the air quotes. That's your safe haven. Those people will cut you in half. They are more heavily armed than the American people. Are you people insane? You deserve everything you get down there. Everything. Schwab and company, all you morons. You deserve every last thing you get from the Swiss people down there, and they will delve it to you. They will. You know what's funny about all of this? They say that housing and food are human rights, and yet here they are going after housing, housing and, food and food if you're yeah. unvaccinated. Uh-huh. Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo on CNN. I think we have to stop coddling people. When it comes to this and the vaccine saying, oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. The people who ate it and abetted Trump are stupid because they believed his big lie. The people who are not okay, getting vaccines, there you go. who are believing the lies on the Internet <laughs> instead of science. It's science. time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave yeah. them behind. Leave them behind. Yeah, because they are keeping the majority of Americans behind. Uh-huh. You didn't feel that way about the polio vaccine. You don't feel that way about measles, mumps, rubella when it comes Again to children. And all of a sudden this vaccine is different. Attenuated. What, what's different about it? The only uh-huh. different thing about it is because of your politics today. The, the people talk about, well, I don't know what's in the shot, Chris. I don't know what's in that shot. I'll they tell can, you what's not in it. Hold on. A tracking me, device. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me finish this. You know what's you know what they they get shots in nowadays in their rear ends they're getting shots to make it we bigger do. they're getting shots in their face they don't know what's in the Botox do. I, they don't I know don't. what's in uh, this stuff nothing wrong with Botox people tried don't it. know what they eat look what they drink, I tried it once smoke. my eyebrow went up I don't have uh-huh. it now as you can see I got all these wrinkles everybody asked me when I'm going to get you can eat Botox but listen nothing wrong with Botox. Clearly. But I'm saying, do people really know what's in stuff that they inject in their bodies all the time? And they're what like, they oh, eat, they what, they what they drink? eat, what they drink, all the stop it. Stop it with the ignorance. And we have to stop saying, <laughs> oh, well, you know, you have to listen to people. And uh, no, you don't. These people are being harmful to the greater good. You don't have uh-huh. to listen to a minority of people who are being harmful to the greater good and who are not acting on logic, reason and science. I had the, I had an issue. I told you, Chris, when my family was here and they were saying, well, I don't know. I just don't know. I said, you know how you got here to visit me in New York? You took an airplane. What is that? Science. 
right? <laughs> you know why people live to be older than 40, 50, 60 years old these days? Science, medicine, no one questions that. You know yeah. why people, it, you know uh-huh. what, what is so contradictory about it? Yeah, when people get Dawn. sick, they go into the hospital and they say, throw it all, give it to me, inject it, put it in me. Well, that part's And true. you're going to pay a yeah. whole lot of money. And you're going to tax the medical system when you could have gotten it for free and you yeah. wouldn't be in that yeah, position. Just get it for free. You're going to question the vaccine, free, yeah. but you want to take a horse dewormer. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah, look, you're damn right. I, I accept uh, everything you've just said. Most Listen of carefully. all, the idea that the majority cannot be healed by the tyranny of a minority. Yeah. Uh, their what? stubbornness has to be their own consequence at some point, And the rest of us have to be able to live life. Yeah. What's interesting is Lemon said the same thing there in his little rant uh, effectively there towards the end of it is that you can't listen to the minority minority right when you're the majority the majority it's reprojection and chris cuomo right there at the end when he says most of all the idea that the majority cannot be healed by the tyranny of a minority yeah the majority cannot be healed by the tyranny of the minority i don't think he was supposed to say that i think he was supposed to flip it around the other way he was supposed to say the minority cannot be healed by the tyranny of the majority. I think it was supposed to be the other way around. I don't actually I, I think I, I personally think they were supposed to say that um, because they want the listener to think they're in the major the majority. They're the ones that are uh, the science followers. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are that are doing the right thing and all of that. And don't listen to the minority, the minority being those of us that are questioning the mRNA vaccines, those of us that are questioning the lockdowns, the mass mandates, you know, all this non-science. We're the ones that are the minority. We're the ones that are not following science. They're the ones that are in the majority. I, I think that's kind of the narrative they were trying to push. Yeah. Either way, you heard it all. You heard it from end to end. In there, it was reprojection and it was brutal honesty, whether it was intended or not. You see where they're standing. You see where they're at. Everything that you don't believe in with them, well, you're not following science. It's become a literal religion with them. It is a religion now. It's it's to this point. I heard somebody saying that the pressure that is mounting on people to go along with this is... I mean, it's bad. It's bad in a lot in a lot of places because people are saying, look, you know, I, I'm I'm going to lose my job. The people that are out there now that are single people, uh, whatever, you know, you, you don't really have a whole lot in the way of like spouse, kids, anything like that. Yeah, they can go out and get another job. That's fine. But the person that's out there that has a mortgage, has a wife and has two, three kids at home, they're the ones that are going to be affected by this. The pressure on them is even higher. Because not only, and, and this is where it is, you're threatening people's livelihoods now because of some, it's a, it, it literally is an ideology now to them. It's become that. It has literally become that. Whenever you have any kind of like an, an occultic movement, it gets to a point where if you start down the road of, uh, of all of these boosters, which is what Dr. Michael Yaden talked about, you start down this road, you're going to be dead. You're going to be dead. You're going to be dead from toxicity. This is the level we have reached. You know it's bad when the FDA is voting 16 to 3 saying, no, we're not doing boosters. You will be dead. Do you understand? I don't know of a way, and, and I've, I've heard even some of the mainliners talking about this. I, I don't know of a way, and I, I've really been thinking about this. I don't know of a way to, at this point, where we are, 
the lawsuits and everything that are happening, and that's that's what all this is going to turn into now is, is nothing but a bunch of giant lawsuits. The lawsuits that are happening, that's good. Believe me, I worked in the legal system. I, I know how that stuff works, and, and that does work. But here's the problem. The legal system, and as, as I said, the justice system, the wheels of justice turn very slowly. You might be waiting 30 days at a minimum, at a minimum, for a court decision to make a, a simple ruling on one aspect of a case. That's just a, to admit a piece of evidence. The litigation that happens in a court system over something like this and, and all of these class action suits that are now going to take place, not only is that lawfare, that's going to take years. You're going to sort this out for years, decades even in courts. We don't have years. We don't have decades. We don't have time. We don't have time. And I'm not even sure at this point, and I'm not going to sound, I, I don't want to sound grim. I don't want to sound like uh, I'm calling for something that I'm not because I'm certainly not because I don't want people to get hurt. But I don't see a way out of this. None that I can see at the moment. I don't see a way out of this at the ballot box at the moment. I don't care what country you're in. I don't care if you're in America. I don't care if you're in Canada, in Europe, in, in Australia. I, I don't care. The push will not stop. Understand that. The push will not stop. I, I don't care what these, these organizations do. They say, OK, well, we're not going to authorize the third booster. They, they didn't authorize the first two except for emergency use. That's OK. They'll just deal you another one. Their fanaticism is going to get more people killed. This is going to get worse. We are going to have to go. We're out of time. We will go ahead and call this one done. So thanks for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend for those of you that are listening on Saturday. And for those of you listening on Monday, hope you had a wonderful weekend. We will see you tomorrow.